What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Cars and Coffee St. Louis podcast. My name is Ben Schneider, and I'm here with my co-host, Craig Whitehead. Uh, we have not been doing hey, our, guys. Yeah, we have not been doing these as often as we'd like to. Um, with the quarantine, a lot of things, you know, I thought I'd have more time, but it actually seems like there's a lot more going on than I thought. But we're here with another episode, and we have a good one today because today we have Grant Palmer <clears throat> with Grant Palmer Racing and his father, Tony. Um, these guys are, they're, <laughs> they're awesome. They're doing some really impressive stuff, uh, and they're a local right here from St. Louis. So we're very, very excited to introduce you guys. Um, we're also going to go over some of the updates with, uh, with COVID. I know that's what everybody's talking about right now. And uh, I think Craig has some things to say too. We might even go live or something to get some questions from you guys later. Maybe I don't know. Anyway, uh, Tony or sorry, Grant, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Oh, doing great. Doing great. Excited to hear about uh, your upcoming future after following you for uh, several years, <laughs> seeing some right. of the great things you've done, trying to chase you around a racetrack, and realizing I'm an old slow turd. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just exciting to see the a great improvement you have been doing over the last two years that I've known you, and uh, we're just so, just so excited to hear about what you got to say tonight. Yeah, so the last time I saw Grant, if you're listening to the video podcast, I was in this here red Lamborghini Huracan Performante, and there's Grant <laughs> in the F4 car. So Grant is... Uh, the driver for Grant Palmer Racing, which is an F4 team. And uh, I guess, you know, I've, I've, I know a little bit about F4, but Tony, can you, or Tony or Grant, you know, whoever wants to, to answer this, can you kind of explain, is F4 the, you know, a lot of people start with like karting, right? And then they move up. Is, is the F4 the next logical step after karting? Or is there something um. in between? So, there's a so well, Grant Palmer Racing is more of a a brand name, which helps us uh, sort of work with F4 teams. And uh, that car was uh, the DC Autosports F4 car. And we will actually, I'm pretty sure on the 29th through the 31st, we will be back at Gateway in that same car uh, in two weeks. Awesome. So I'm very excited <laughs> for that. You guys should come out and come see it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah, I just signed uh, the petition. So there was a petition that uh, Chris Blair sent me because they're trying to re reopen Worldwide Technology Raceway. Because I don't know if you guys have seen, but. Oh, uh, yeah. I got the email. The street racing. Did you see all the illegal oh, street that's been going on? These like car oh, meetups. Yeah. It's, uh, it's getting a little bit out of hand. But uh, back to your, your question about. Uh, sort of the latter um usually you you go you come out of karting around whatever age you feel comfortable and most drivers some drivers tend to go over toward f4 because it's more uh you know you want to be seen driving the car with wings and slick tires and it looks really cool there's there's another route toward uh formula 1600 which is basically F4, but you take off the wings and... Is that like Formula have, Ford? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like Formula Ford. What did you call uh, it? Sorry, what did I you think call I, it? I think I it's called 16, it Formula uh, Ford. Yeah, but it's 1600 series. 1600 series. 
and you have an H pattern that you use instead of the paddle shifters. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah. So everybody, everybody at home that's wondering, you know, like what he's talking about, you can see here. Um, This is what it looks like. Can you see that Grant? Yeah, there you go. So they take off the arrow basically, right? Yeah. And then we, uh, there's no rev limiter. So you have to be very careful and your shifting has to be pretty much perfect. So when I go back to the UK, that's what I'll be driving. There's no rev limiter. No, so uh, if you if you miss the shift, you you blow up the engine. <laughs> you grenade wow. the engine. That's unbelievable. Well, I'm sure that's really good practice for the people that do go that route. That's 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 nuts. Um, well, cool. So you skipped that, though, right? You you just uh, went straight to no. So we we kind of did it backwards. We're we're doing both right now. So we went to F4. Well, I didn't tech, I didn't exactly skip it. Um, I went to the Lucas Oil School of Racing, which is basically um, an F1600, but they gave it paddle shifters because it's it's a school. And when did you do that? I did that. My first time in that car was July of 2018. Okay. And I went to their scholarship shootout in December of 2018. And I I was one of the finalists on the third day. Um, wow. And then my the first race weekend we did was at Laguna Seca. It was three races, and we finished fourth on the first day and then back-to-back uh, second-place finishes. Jeez. For, and Laguna my Seca first time was a crazy there. track, too. I yeah, mean. it was... I really want to go back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, I, people that are watching the video, look at that. It is. I, I remember a story of you telling me uh, going a little too fast in the first corner your first time around. And uh, wow. kind of kind of freaking out a little bit. The time so, we uh, talked at. Uh, when I, well, the yeah, elevation I, is insane. I went into the corkscrew the first time. The first time I really went for it, I went in a little too fast and. Uh, I I went in a little too fast and it was just like you feel the the drop. Uh, yeah. And well, the car really really became... nasty accidents. When the yeah, there's there've been a couple but um you know 90% of the crashes you know from the very beginning of that track you know it's it's become really rare for people to become injured or worse on a racetrack. Yeah. Uh, you know, you Honestly. can look at Ryan Ryan Newman for example. Everyone was very scared, but he walked out of the hospital uh, less than forty eight hours later with his two daughters. Yeah. Well, so, most recently, this this one here. I don't know if you guys can see it up on the screen. Uh, yeah, that this was, one uh, was pretty wild in the Huracan uh, Super Trofeo, right? Yeah, that uh, was the teammate of uh, Pippa Man, I believe, and Pippa Man actually helped. Was a woman, right? Me. She helped coach me my first time in the Lucas Oil car. And she's run the Indy 500 a couple times now. She had a brake failure, I heard. Yeah, that was definitely brake failure. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's so crazy. Yeah, I know. It's, Actually, like Andy Frisella, they just got rid of their her, you know, their super trophy. They switched over to Porsche. I wonder if they were you know, worried about similar stuff. That's, that's crazy. It's amazing how far the safeties come right. in such a short yeah. amount of time. 
And no, that's I'm... something that I'm very grateful for. Uh, I know my parents are grateful for it. And I'm, I'm sure <laughs> fans are too. Well, I'm grateful for it for sure because I would never want to see you get hurt or any of my other friends that are in the racing industry. Yeah, you know, I've watched a lot of documentaries about you know racing back in the day, and and you know it was actually like Enzo Ferrari used to tell the crew members not to not to make friends or become close with the drivers because they were almost just like disposable. You know, they was expected for them to die, which is just terrible, terrible, terrible. So, yeah, that's really crazy. So. So, how old are you now, Grant? Uh, I've turned 19 in February. <laughs> happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. I, sorry, sorry I'm laughing. That's just incredible. That's okay. It's so cool. That is so cool. So, when, what was your first kind of, what was the first time you got into an F4 car for the, you know, was, how did, tell me the oh, story about so that. Here, here's the story about the first okay. time. Um, so, June 1st was graduation day. Um, June 1st of last year and we spent the night at the school all the seniors did and at I left the school at about 6.30 a.m. came home and I actually won this TV in a raffle set it up and I started watching Fast <laughs> and Furious and around 8.30 I fell asleep and my dad came into the room at about 8.40 and told me, get up. We are driving to the DC Autosport facility to go get a seat fit. And there's, I, yeah, there's a picture of me falling asleep in the seat. <laughs> so that was yeah, my I, first I time ever. Yeah, I remember you telling me this story. Yeah, that was my first time ever sitting in the car. And two weeks later, we went to Blackhawk Farms Raceway. And we, there was a um, pro 2000 driver there. And I think I was, I believe I was seven tenths off of him for my first time in the car. So it was, it felt really great. Well, it's a good feeling, right? I mean, yeah. That, you know, Uh, even when you get into a simulator, which I know is not exactly the same, but like, when you nail a corner, right? Like you just get it perfect and you carry the speed. Like it's a good feeling. So yeah, I can't can imagine that must be that, that times a thousand is what you're feeling, right? Because a simulator yeah. obviously isn't the um, same. But So actually I just now got a simulator. Um, probably, well, back in March I got it. But then I ended up spending two, I got this, we got it all built and everything. And then I ended up going to the UK for two weeks and then everything shut down and I came back and now I use it almost daily. Sure. Sure. So can you, and I'm not sure if you, I'm sure you can go into this actually. So I got a call from Craig that said, you know, we, we wanted to do this podcast with you. We plan on doing it in person. This is way before the whole COVID or, ordeal. And uh, Craig gets me a call and he's like, Hey, Grant, um, Grant Palmer Racing, or you know, they just signed a deal over in Europe, and they're leaving the country to go do this thing. And I'm like, what? Like that is that's awesome. So, how did what happened? Like, how did that work out? You know, how did you get uh, the opportunity? You know, because I like to talk about kind of uh, manifestation and success, and like you know, moving up, and like it's just amazing that you guys were able to get that deal. It's very very cool. So, like for the people listening, you know, how did that how did that unfold? So I ended up, so my whole uh, career, the whole, going into the fifth year now, the 
way that we've been able to move up almost every single year is I just happen to get referred to people and I sometimes it's the right place at the right time where I just meet the right people and we make connections and we can just keep moving forward. It's networking, isn't it? It's it's the most important thing. Like, you know, everyone, and I never feel, I never feel like right to give advice to anybody because I'm 25 years old and I, I, you know, I'm not going to act like I, you know, know everything in the world, but I have had some really cool opportunities and a lot of people ask me questions like, you know, how did you do this and that? And the one thing that I can say that I am a professional at is networking like just through cars and coffee and meeting all these people, I've gotten so many different opportunities. And I always tell people like, you know, you got to get out there and you got to meet people and you got to leave a lasting impression and you need to have skills to bring to the table to impress, you know, whatever you got to do to connect with these people. And Craig's seen it too. I mean, he's seen how all of this has unfolded. He's, he's networked with people. I have people all the time that come up to me and come shake my hand and they thank me because through cars and coffee, they just they got a job or they got, you know, something, you know, out of it. Um, I know I've mentioned this before, but Ryan Ledesma, we got him a, a he's now like a photographer for a magazine because he used to come and just shoot free photos. It's just so cool. You know how that networking thing works and it is yeah. real. It is a real skill. It's so important. So, so that's really cool. So tell us like, who, where are you, how, like, what are you joining? Are you, you're joining another racing team or how, you know, so, the Grant Palmer Racing's partnering or. So, racing is kind of uh the drivers are kind of like free agents if you want to say it that way and they need to bring money to the team uh to sort of make sure that they have that seat because my one of my coaches he actually had a he had a formula one seat and there was another driver who came forward with uh, more money than he did and bought him bought him out of the seat literally on the race weekend and wrecked the car on the first lap oh wow. boy oh my so gosh it's uh you, you sort of you still need the skill um and but more importantly it's networking and money yeah so that's why yeah, we try so hard to that's why we try so hard to raise money through sponsorship and partnerships. They say if you want to make a million dollars in racing, you start with two, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, let's go back a little bit further, though. You just didn't start out in the uh, the uh, F-16 series. You actually started out as, for kids that would like to know, how, how did Grant really, really get started? Uh, let's go back to your karting days for just a minute. I know that you uh, w- were big into the karts for a while. Uh, did you do shifter karts? Were you, uh, w- what was the style of Margay that you started with? So we first started at Gateway. Um, it was a Margay LO206 engine, which they will top out on around Gateway, uh, the Kartplex track, um, around, a, I think, think 55 miles an hour great and track Fast yeah cars. It's, it's a very great track um, you can race carts around there while cars are going around on the actual course and you can look over and see them um, so that's how it all got started right there and then next thing you know we go to Daytona and I, I finished 13th there my first time for a national race and we decided to 
step it up. We, we had been consistently getting podiums. We decided we're going to go to Yamaha, which is faster than the 206 class and a little bit more competitive until we got referred to um, Phil Giebler Racing, which was in, they're based in Los Angeles, California. And they race these carts called X30s, which are, they are just, they're like a shifter cart, but with no gearbox. And they are extremely fast and so much fun to drive. And so it was just a, it's been a really long journey through karting and I've made a lot of memories through it. Kids don't just, you don't just get luckily enough to just start out in one of these big cars. There's years of practicing at karting. He knows your dad, Tony, has the heart of platinum. I mean, even better than gold. I've spent so many hours talking about plans with your dad, ideas with your dad. Your dad is a really big driving force behind you. Um, yes. Uh, I'd like to talk a little bit about the great man that he is. Uh, Tony has done some amazing things just just backing you. Uh, and I, I just think it's amazing to see a father and son team like you really out there striving for perfection. And I think you guys are really doing a good job on your way there. Uh, I'm so excited to see what what's coming up for you in the future. Thank you. Uh, so also, uh, before we got the cart, um, I, I was 14 when we started, and there was one specific car that I had always wanted, and I used to see it like almost every day, everywhere I went. And my dad gave me a choice. So it was a cart or a car? A car. A car. I was given the choice a of a car or a go-kart. And I chose the go-kart. That's awesome. So that's how we... That's why up. you are sitting in an F4 car right now. <laughs> yeah. And he, he stuck with me the whole, the whole way through. I'm pretty sure at this point he would rather I chose the car. But he stuck with me the whole way through. <laughs> Oh no! I th I think your dad's pretty proud. We've had some really great conversations. Oh yeah. Now, he is. now, now I know the college thing is, you know, until I know Tony, I know that Tony has his mic off and might not want to get conversated on it. But I know that uh, you you leaving college right now to do this has been, you know, kind of a hard, hard uh, pill for the family to swallow. But it's, see how beautiful it is that they have the faith in you to say. We believe that you can do this. Uh, you, you take the time out of college right now. Go ahead and, and, and make, make this move. Which you, you and your father have been dreaming about. I've known you guys since a year after car, or at least your father since a year after Cars and Coffee started. It, it, as it's been hit you. I mean, I think you two dream the same parallel dream. And I really just think it's amazing. The, how great your family stands behind you on this. I've I've seen your talent. Beautiful. I've been on a track. I've been on a track with you, and uh, I can beat everybody else on the track. But boy, you make me look like I'm the slowest guy on the track, buddy. <laughs> That's right. He makes everybody look slow. <laughs> oh, amazing driver! Amazing. <laughs> hey, everybody I've raced with that's raced with him. We uh, we'll, we'll finish one and two. And I mean, he, I'll be seconds ahead of everybody else and he'll be seconds and seconds and seconds ahead of me. 
No, absolutely. He's we, uh, we it's pretty amped. incredible. Yeah, we raced it amped up. I wasn't that much faster than you. I was trying, buddy. Man, every time you'd hit that S turn, you'd just get another second and a half on me every time. It was so much fun. If you ever get a chance to race with this young man at a at a go kart, just to see the professionalism of this young man is just amazing. He he's he it's it's like it's like poetry and ballet ballet in racing when he races. There's no yeah. squeal, there there's no slide. He can see that it's like he interprets every turn seconds before he's there i want i mean well, he's I, looking I, he's looking 12 cars ahead you know he's looking two corners ahead yeah so yeah you <laughs> you, you, do, you definitely you have racing sense not only are you a skilled driver but i feel that you have racing sense like it is it is in your blood you you, yeah. you know the uh, you can read a track buddy i, I definitely can say that for you yeah absolutely uh, Texas actually earlier this year in February, um, it rained, it it poured overnight, and then it kept raining throughout the day, and I was just really excited uh, to race in the rain because it takes a lot of uh, you have to sort of think a lot. Sometimes some drivers say they think a lot. Some drivers say they just don't even think. And I remember you telling me about this when we did the, yeah. um, what were you doing? We did the, uh, we gave back to, what was the, Craig? We filled the box truck a couple years oh, back. Oh, the food drive. The food, yeah, the food he drives. was there. And that was when I like, first um, met Grant and he was telling everyone how he hits like the racing line in the, in the wet and how you got to stay away. I could be wrong, but you stay away from the normal line because that's where all the, the rubber's been built up, which means yes. it's slick. So you kind of take a different line. So and, is that what you're uh, about to say? Sorry for interrupting yeah. you. That's cool. It, it's just sort of uh, like there's some moments where you can just take the regular line, but it's just so much you have to sort of feel the track out uh, just from your body that's inside of this uh, car. And some drivers some drivers are scared of the rain because there there is a point where you sure. do overthink. Right. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, it's just staying like on the very it. limit. So, yeah. how many hours do you train in uh, train in the vehicle during uh, a a camp or what do you guys call it? A uh, when you a guys test? go to yeah, like yeah, when you're getting ready to like, let's say when you get up there to uh, the UK, how, how what is it going to be like for you? Is there going to be? Are you still going to try to do school from the UK? While you know how how many hours will you spend? training with your car getting to know your car getting to know the tracks you'll be doing and, uh, so we'll probably getting get, the adjustments done uh we'll probably get on a, on a race weekend we will probably get two to three hours uh before the race before qualifying actually i believe and but you know for some drivers that's that's plenty of time. Some drivers, that's not enough time because um, we we keep adjusting the car and finding right. new ways to make the car either more comfortable or faster around the track. And and then once when it's race time, that's you take what you've got either from that track the last time you were there, or if it's your first time, you've got your three days and it's race day. 
So, so it's like, here you go, get out here and get as much of this, what, 120 minutes that you get um, to uh, actually practice. And uh, uh, yes. after that, it's just, it's good, it's good luck. So that really answers my question, my whole question that I had for you on the practice. How, uh, and, and you really answered the COVID uh, question for me. How, how are you staying fresh? How are you keeping your skills sharp? And obviously with the simulator is giving you the, uh, just, you know, is, is possibly the most realistic uh, training you can without actually being in the vehicle. Are you running like one of those uh, – I races are you running uh are you, you i'm sure you're running a top quality simulator right uh yeah so i saved up some money working at the cartplex last summer and i built my well i got help uh building a computer with my roommate at college and we we sold it we basically traded a go-kart for a simulator rig and got iRacing, got it set up on my computer, and the tracks on iRacing are, like, unbelievably realistic. Um, like, Mid-Ohio, for example, the way you go over uh, the right-hander where it's just completely blind over the uh, the crest, and you just have to trust that the track is still going to be there when you cross over it. <laughs> um, the you know, the human factor, because you're not racing against any computer, um, it feels like uh, you're racing, you're racing against real people. They will make real mistakes. They will, right. sometimes they'll do realistic things because it's a simulator, but sometimes at the same time, uh, it's not real. So they'll do some unexpected things, but that's one in a hundred. Um, right. But you're out there to concentrate on yourself and, uh, any kind of a mishap that can be thrown at you, I guess, is really a good training, you know, a good training exercise. Guy comes flying across the track, helping you with braking, you know. You know, I'm sure any crazy uh, haps that happen on the simulator is still good for you to uh, get practice at. Yes. You know, you never know when a guy's going to lose a wheel or uh, break something off where his steer he loses his steering. I've seen I've seen plenty of that. So yeah, we, what are we looking at? There's some moments where, uh, you know, two guys, you're you're going to be in a pack of three, and next thing you know, the two guys in front of you they hit each other and bump, and then you have to sort of think ahead of time, like how are you going to get through it, and what can you do, and then there are even moments where I you know i'll get i'll make mistakes and then i just replay it over and over and figure out what i did wrong and what i can do differently to make sure that doesn't happen next time man this is really cool did you guys see the 360 video of him driving yeah yeah that's really cool so what do you feel about what do you feel about abroad Uh, are are you excited to live in the uk Uh, are you going to be able to pallet the food there Uh, (laughs) i spent two weeks there and did you you enjoyed it oh yeah it was a lot of fun uh my teammate bryce aaron was there with me we met uh last september in new jersey uh driving f1600 so it was a lot of fun to work with him and see him again we actually flew on the same flight there out of chicago and and back when uh 
the season shut down for just a little bit. So that's so great. So Cliff, uh, Cliff Dempsey, that that's the CDR with CDR Motorsports. Um, is Cliff the owner? I guess. Uh, yes, but it's becoming uh, Cliff Low Racing. Gotcha. Um, Andy is a really good good guy. I met him. Um, you know, he seems like a a really great mechanic too, engineer. And I I really can't wait to do my first race with them. Even yeah, my first absolutely. test session. I mean, look at him on yeah. this. Look at him on this cart up on two wheels. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Is so uh, you you were you, you were working with a, a group here. I remember when we all met at uh, 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 Eric's place, Walnut Grill, and uh, you were working with somebody here too that was uh, setting a cart up for you. Uh, you have a you have a totally different cart, right? It's not like they're going to ship a cart over for you. No. You'll be using. Um, so all the cars are actually about five, I'll be staying with Cliff and Michelle and the, the race shop that they work at is right, like five minutes away from their house. And the, I think the first week there, we were ready to go to one of the tracks we'd be racing at just for a test session. But right after we loaded up three cars ready to go. Um, they pretty much canceled the session and then we hoped we would make it to Silverstone, but that was way too far out to be realistic. Sadly. Right. But... right that makes sense. And Dang man, all... that's, that's really, really cool. So, this year there's a rookie named in IndyCar. There's, he's going to be uh, a rookie. It's his rookie season. His name is uh, Oliver Askew. And he he coached me at Sebring for the Lucas Oil shootout back in 2018. And I will actually be driving his car that he raced with Cliff. Nice. Yeah, that's so really actually, cool, yeah. that's going to be a big, big for you because didn't you kind of look up to this guy? And, and yeah, uh, I looked up yeah. to uh, him and Joseph Newgarden, who also raced with Cliff Dempsey. Wow. Wow, dude, that's so cool. It's really, isn't that really neat? Like, I know a few people that I used to look up to a lot that we talk, that I like talk to now. They're like kind of my friends. And uh, it's just, it's a, it's an, it's a weird feeling. It's very humbling. Um, you know, that that's fantastic. That's going to be, you know, I, I was just telling, uh, you know, I was talking to my parents. I was like, I'm talking to this, you know, we had the guy that we have gone on the podcast. He's going to be like the next Lewis Hamilton. <laughs> and one day we're going to look back at this podcast and be like, dang, like we, yeah, we, we talked we, to we that guy. <laughs> oh man. So, so cool. What's work, what's workout like for you? Is there, do you, do you do a workout program? I know there's no power steering, no power brakes, uh, nothing like that. So this is all, you know, besides the engine pushing you, all the steering, all the braking, all the shifting is all very strenuous on you. Do you do you have an exercise and diet program that you run? Uh, as many as many push ups as possible, <laughs> <laughs> um, sit ups, pull ups. Uh, at college, when you know, I would watch racing. I would be doing pull ups under. So we had bunk beds, and I would be doing pull ups under them. Uh, while while watching the race yeah and then i a lot of cardio and i would i would pretty much run across campus to my classes and then back 
Uh, never take the elevator. Always take the stairs. Uh, I would take the elevator because the stairs. Oh, don't tell people that. Come on. (laughs) The stairs were on the other side of the building, and you needed the right key card to get in. And I was on the fourth floor. You needed the first floor key card to get on them for some reason. So yeah, we'll 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 get we'll give you that one then. We'll we'll forgive you on that one. So dietary, any dietary restrictions uh, while you're doing this? Do you try? Are you trying to? Is there a weight? Is there a weight limit you want to stay within to uh, get your best times? Well, I try to stay within maybe 135 to 145 pounds. As of right now, later later I can start gaining weight. Um, but right now, just, that's just how how I was during karting. Like every single time I got in the go kart, uh, I weighed 137 pounds. And there were times where I would go to the bathroom and we would oh my God, do, you be... do a test set or we would do some, some laps and then get on the weigh scale. And I'd, I'd be underweight for the race. Oh my God. And it yeah. was all because I forgot to tell dumb. my dad I went to the bathroom <laughs> because every single pound counts when you're moving at a high rate of speed. Oh man. Right. What did you have for dinner that night? That morning? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that, I think that night, well, it, this happened multiple times, so it can't really be that night. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, I get it. That's crazy, man. Yeah, we're looking at your so, Instagram. All right, can you see this, so, Greg? Yes, sir. Yeah. Like, is this, There's is been this uh, high racing? T- Tony! Yeah, so he'll go, he'll he'll do something. We'll, we'll weigh the cart before he goes back out. And, and he either went to the bathroom because he had way too much Gatorade and it would just literally throw the cart off and we were scrambling to either find three to five pounds. And we always kept extra weight because over the course of the day, <laughs> he would typically drop between, uh, between six to, to almost 11 pounds just in water weight while, while, uh, while, while practicing. Um, in, the, in the car, he's been a little bit more stable uh, where he's usually, he might drop anywhere between three to six pounds um, but, um, it's, I think it's a little bit more comfortable of a ride in the car versus, versus the go-kart. So, uh, it's a little bit less strenuous on the body right now. Right. So, uh, when you're doing a normal F4 race, say like at, you know, um, Coda or where, wherever the, you know, wherever you guys race, what's it, how many laps is it? Uh, 45 minutes. Okay. So it's not laps. It's time. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, I've, I've ended up competing in SCCA, you know, F4 stuff. That's uh, the Coda video right there. That's SCCA. And I think this was uh, one of my favorite moments, uh, my dad's least favorite moments. And you'll see really quickly, it was in the rain. And right about here, Right there. <laughs> oh, so I'm I'm yeah. missing that. Um, yeah, you, know, you can even see like I I kind of wipe my uh, oh my god my forehead. I can actually try and pull that up for you, so it's like a it's a bigger view if you want me to. Yeah, pull it up. On yeah, the we, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll stop sharing. Yeah, if you guys aren't so so for everyone listening, you know we. We are doing this audio only podcast, but now that we are forced to use Zoom because of the quarantine, now we're doing video. So 
all the new episodes are going to be uploaded to YouTube. And if you want to see Craig's beautiful face and the cool videos that we're showing of Grant racing, uh, you know, head over to the YouTube channel and watch it there. Um, you know, we don't, we don't care where you watch it. Just, you know, as long as you get to see it. We're not, we're uh, not it says you have to enable participant screen sharing so I can do that. Oh, interesting. Uh, make host. Well, you'd think that this would be, uh, you'd think this would be easy, huh? Did you request it? Uh, no, it just says you have to enable it. I gotcha. Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, so how long are you uh how long are you stuck here by the way like what um sorry no how long have you been back i guess i should say like stuck uh, in your house back. during this like quarantine thing like are you going crazy no i'm not going crazy at all <laughs> you're not going crazy i am <laughs> yeah, don't be ashamed so i've been here for since march 26th and I, I've just been inside. The first time I actually drove, or the first time I left the house, yeah, was when I went to go drive just for a little bit. And other than that, I've just been inside. Um, yeah, you know, like IndyCars kept us in, entertained with their iRacing series. So has NASCAR. Um, has done it too. There's, it's really cool how there's still racing going on. Yeah, we talked about that in a previous podcast. How uh, I'm a huge, I'm a huge IMSA fan. Excuse me. So seeing all my favorite drivers like hop into iRacing and, and you know and just start you know dominating on track because it's iRacing is so realistic. It's so hard. Like you know on Forza, uh, you know like I play Forza Motorsport Seven. I'm, I'm pretty dang fast. Like I can, you know, I don't spin out without traction control ABS. You know, I don't need any of that. And I think I'm pretty good. And I uh, recently set up a virtual reality racing simulator with an HEC Vive at uh, my buddy David Porter's house. And I did iRacing, a little bit of iRacing. And I could not like do two laps without spinning out. It was, I was like, wow, this is extremely yeah, So seeing everyone just jump, it, it goes to show, it just kind of shows you how realistic iRacing is whenever you have professional racing drivers that can just hop right in for the first time, you know, they probably just, they probably just got it in the mail and set it up for the first time before they started the race. And they're just like, you know, they're just dominating. It's very, very cool to see. It's uh, you get, it's a lot of fun. You don't, you know, I just wish there was a, uh, a sense of speed though, that you feel throughout your body instead of just your depth perception. Yeah. Technology yep. isn't there yet. You need to feel the G forces just because, I'm sure when you're driving your car, you're like kind of one with the car. Like it's, it feels like an yeah. extension of your body, right? So NASCAR came back today. Yes, NASCAR did come back. What do you mean? So, they had they first NASCAR. At, uh, they raced at Darlington. Really? Yeah, that was so today. I, so there's hope for the future, guys. There's hope for the future. And uh, Kevin Harvick won that race. I think it was a random grid order where everyone just drew for uh, where they start. Oh, I think. And also, uh, Ryan Newman came back from his his crash that he had at the. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Good. That's good to hear, man. I and uh, he finished fifteenth, which is you know considering there's forty cars in NASCAR and he's been out since February. They had four races this year already, but to come back and then be 15th after being out for so long, 
it's really great to see. Hey, Grant, I fixed the settings, so now you can okay. share. Yeah. Look at that. IT and support after the accident, yeah, was a little Boom. Look at that. It's, I mean, it's great to see, too, especially after an accident. You know that shakes somebody's confidence. And to see him move up the pack like that today was pretty cool. You'll have to go back and watch that race. So, uh, so for you, for you, Grant, uh, after race, will you go after racing for the season? Will you go try to go back and get some schooling done? Or are you going to try to school while you're racing? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to try and go online. We're going to try and do that while I'm racing, and that'll keep it a little bit easier, and we can manage. Uh, to do both at once and not miss any classes. Oh, here Thank we go. Thank you, young man. It, it took me dragging some stuff around a little bit to... Uh, oh, perfect. You can see that. Grant, right? look at you. Yeah, IT professional Grant. Look at you go. So this was uh, Coda in February. And most fun I've, this I've in had. February. Yes, this was in February. And this is the 16th series? Uh, this is this is a uh, SCCA, and I was in the F4 car with oh, uh, yeah. DC Autosport. That's, that's the awesome, people we met, that's the people we met here in St. Louis. We went to the shop. Sneak peek. Yes, yes, very nice people. Very nice people. Uh, Don Don is one of uh, the fate like one of my favorite uh, people to work with, and. You know, he, he uses his head a lot when he comes to the setup of the car and the tire choice for this race because uh, I wasn't too sure about going out on wet tires. The track looked completely dry. But then once you're going on the track and you see all the water spraying off the cars in front of you, right. it becomes very clear that it's not dry dry at all. So he made a really great call on that. No windshield. You got to get uh, – so you're, you're wearing a full face, but that's got to get wet. Yes, the visor does get wet, but usually the rain just sort of uh, glides right off. Do you guys and... rain axe and stuff? Do you rain axe them or like crystal coat them or something so that the water repels like better? ceramic pro yes. kind of thing. Yes. And did uh... – so this car right here, he's in a different class. He has like – 200 more horsepower than I do so he'll he'll run away from me on the straightaway um but I think right here I was in fourth place in my class and we just kept moving forward all the way up to second place that's incredible that really is awesome like, I'm not just tuning your horn man that's really really cool <laughs> Yeah, the driving looks great, man. Your 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 lines and stuff are beautiful. Yeah, you do have beautiful lines, and that is that is an art form. And I don't, I, you know, a lot of people don't understand, and I, and I don't fully understand. You know, I do a lot. Of, I'm I'm a nut, and I've seen all the videos and done all the simulators and stuff, but nothing. I'm sure nothing compares to that. And it's man, it's you just, get those dots, per, dude. You know how to ride those dotted. Look lines at that battle perfect. that you're having with this. I mean, the that's a good battle. With that Who, who's in the red car? Uh, I have no idea. Yeah, no. Good. You don't need to know. <laughs> All you know is yeah, zero. Dude, dude, you're hitting those. You're hitting those red and white. Man, I I do a lot of like uh, different little race games and stuff. And man, you ride those red lines, red and white lines, perfectly. You know. Yeah. You know. So let's talk a little bit because this is you know my favorite part of any car is the engine. So 
let's talk a little bit about the engines that are in these cars. Um, what, you know, what, what engine is in them and what do they rev to? Uh, it's a Honda, it's a Honda Civic engine. Basically. No kidding. Really? Uh, just no turbo. You get the turbo, uh, when you hit F3 and okay. So F4 is Honda Civic engine, no turbo. When you move up to F3, you get a turbo. So what, what kind of, you know, what kind of horsepower yours puts down? Probably the, about 120 to 130. But they don't weigh anything, right? What do they weigh? No, we weigh, I think, 1,400 pounds. <laughs> that is hysterical. Wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's incredible. The Ariel Adam 3S I drove around for a little bit. I think it was like uh, 350 horsepower and only weighs like 1,400 pounds or something like that. It's incredible. But yeah. that's just, so I, I kind of know that, that feeling of the open wheel kind of stuff that's that's cool um yeah. Here's wow the uh the start i was i was over what's it, what's it rev looking to, back uh, Grant? what what's it rev to what's a red line on one of those i uh, see your I little believe, uh, i believe eight thousand wow no, 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 no i'm sorry i'm sorry i don't know why i said eight thousand uh sixty three hundred i believe it sounds like 8,000 though. It really does. Cause yeah. when I saw you, you know, we were up when you were out at uh, gateway motorsports park at the infield track and I was like, I, I was way closer than I should be right there by the fence. And I had the kind of like my, you know, my head. Was yeah. Right I can see your, uh, your phone going through the fence there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you came, when you came by, I mean, it, it was, it was incredible. I mean, my, my friends who aren't even into cars, their mouths just dropped. It's, it's an incredible sport. And I encourage anyone out there listening, if you ever have a chance to go watch an F4 race, you know, you, you need to go see it. It's, it's very, very cool. It's, you know, it's, you know, I don't know. And I feel like it's more accessible than F1, you know, F1 is such a, they keep it so locked down. Like are people able to come into the pits and talk to you guys and, and or is um, it... at F4? Yeah. Um, kind of like IMSA, you know, IMSA, you can kind of like walk around the pits and look at all the cars. Yeah. You can't necessarily go interrupt people. That's not what with, uh, with F1, basically, if you're, if you don't have a pass, you're not allowed on like in the infield. Um, IndyCar, if you if you have a pass, you can walk up to, you know, whoever you want. Um, you know, all the trailers are even accessible at Gateway and in, in Indy too. Um, so at Gateway, a few years ago, we had a pass and we walk on pit lane. Met Takuma Sato. He he remembered me oh, wow. from uh, from a while ago, and. You know, it's really cool because you, there was a car that was on slick tires right there backwards. Um, but you could just walk up to anyone who you want. Um, you know, there was Spencer Piggott coming out of the porta potty right next to us. It's <laughs> awesome, dude. Those are your heroes, man. That's cool. Yeah. Her- heroes poop too. Sorry. Well, guess what? You know, it's cool to think one day you're going to be somebody, somebody's hero. You know, it's, it's racing such a cool, such a cool thing. Um, I really enjoy it. Yeah, so hopefully when I get um if I do become a professional, um hopefully I, I can figure out a way to get more people involved. Um especially the younger generation. I think it's something that's really cool because it's um there's there's a lot of physical um behind it, a lot of mental 
thought process and engineering is one of my favorite things. Sure. So, Same here. Oh, I like that screensaver. Is that a 917K? <laughs> yes, it is a 917 Ooh, that is my uh, favorite classical mall car, 917K. You can't uh, see it, but I have it. There's a poster of the 12 hours of Sebring right here with the number three, and it's right next to the sim rig that I'm sitting in right now. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll, here, I'll share my screen. I'll show it. If you guys don't know what the 917 is, it is, um, it is one of the most amazing looking classical model cars and um, there's a few different versions I know um, what's the other one it's like the 917-13 or something um, it's the uh, one that they used in Canada. it had like 2,000 horsepower or something like yeah, that the, the was, open top uh, yeah 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 um, it was in, here, here uh, it is this deal this deal here uh, the 917-30 was what it was this this car incredible incredible record setting let's see no thanks 1972 i mean i can't imagine driving that back in the day yeah i believe um, dark uh mark donahue drove that 1500 so it's a 5.4 liter flat 12 with 1500 horsepower <laughs> It, two, it was hitting uh, 200 miles an hour in 13 seconds. Open top. Unbelievable. Yep. Yeah, man. Kind of want to build one. I kind of like that. Buy one of those little model cars and build one. That's so cool. So, um, so have you guys, so I know you're, before you were talking about Worldwide Technology Raceway and, and how you guys are going to be out there soon. And, and Chris Blair, and I, I kind of want to um, show everybody this. Chris Blair, is, is he the vice president, Craig? Uh, yes. He is, right. So he's the vice president, and he uh, shared a petition on my page most recently, if I can find it. And um, the idea is, so we're having all these illegal street races and, um, you know, car cruises, which, you know, I understand that these people want to put together these cruises and they and all this stuff, but if you know a thousand people are going to show up, you're not going to be able to control it. Like you're not going to, I remember the guy in the interview on the news was like, Oh, I, I just couldn't believe that no one, everyone got started getting out of their cars and, and shaking hands. And I'm like, what in the hell did you, heck did you think was going to happen? You know, <laughs> of course, of course people are going to do whatever they want. You can't control them. So it was kind of a shame. And I talked to Chris Blair about it. He's trying, he's trying um, to get all of the racetracks in Illinois to open back up, which We'll do a few things, you know, one, it'll help, help the track because they, you know, they need to make money too. And it will also stop the, the street racing because that's why they started Midnight Madness in the first place. And if you guys don't know what Midnight Madness is, it's a kind of a, uh, they do it every, is it thir it's Fridays that they do it. Um, it's one Friday a month, one Friday a month. Yeah, it's Friday. I believe it's Fridays and they open up. So they have like a drift pad and drag racing and all this stuff. So you pay money and you get just, you get to go hoon your car. And they did the stop Hall Street, and and we're kind of seeing this kind of Hall Street kind of deal pop up all over the place. And you know, people make fun of us. They're like, "Why do you care, man? You know, why don't you just go out there and have fun?" And and what well, who what's it going to hurt? Who cares if the cops come? Blah blah blah. Well, the problem is, is when we go out there and we're trying to you know hold these free events for you guys at Westport or wherever, 
you know, if, if, if the people that run that place get on the news and they just see everyone acting like hooligans, like we, car people, like we are, we are one, we are whole, we are not, there's not in the public's eye, there is no separation between the people that show up to cars and coffee and the people that are destroying parking lots downtown, destroying personal property, getting on the news. Someone got tased, someone got arrested. Like, you know what I mean? It's all like one thing. So it's, it really is a huge issue. And, and there's a lot of immaturity out there that really um, rubs me the wrong way because, you know, they, they laugh when we take it seriously, but um, it's something that we, we definitely have to take serious. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to, if, if anyone that's listening that wants to kind of help with this in the link of the podcast, I'm going to put a link to the petition. And if you can sign it, we can get the racetrack back and open back up and they'll have, you know, social distancing rules put in place and options to keep you safe, but it'll give you a place to go out there and actually, you know, hoon your car and have fun and do all the things that you want to do without, you know, uh, getting arrested. Endangering. <laughs> yeah. And end- endangering civilians as I call it. Ex- not exactly. everybody's a car. Not everybody's a car person. Not everybody cares that we can do a burnout or that we're fast. A lot of people use vehicles just as a mode of transportation. And, uh, like with Westport, I've been I'm commenting on McDonald's has a new, uh, owner now and they're worried not about our one month, once a month income for them, they're worried about their their weekly regulars that come in and get shocked by us. It would it's would scare them, and they're worried about their repeat customers instead of once one time a month customers for what seven months. So uh, yeah, can you see my screen? I clicked a different button this time. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, we so this is the petition here. Um, I've already signed it, but I'm on a different computer, so it doesn't think I have. Uh, they're trying to get 5,000 right now. They're at 4,491. Oh, two, three. Oh, people are signing it right now. Look at that. That's awesome. But if we can get above 5,000, that's even better, right? Like we need to convince these, uh, the, um, decision makers in Illinois, uh, JB Pritzker included to open things up. So these are all of the racetracks that are included. Um, and you can see Carplex, Dirtplex, you know, uh, these are, these are our local tracks, but we need them all to be, uh, Oh, that's interesting that they break them up. So the raceway is different than the drag strip, different from the carplex, different from the dirtplex. Interesting. Yeah, I think they're all. I think they're all LLC differently because of different yeah. insurance issues. But sure. uh, yeah, that that's really the best thing we're going to be able to do. And if we can get these people that uh, want to cruise and stuff, I mean, what a great place to cruise through. There's a big parking lot. People cruise. You can cruise up and down the lanes and look at everybody. Uh, one thing that uh, worldwide technology does ask though is once you're when you're racing that's great but when you're in the public areas they do have a 15 mile an hour speed limit and they would like you to adhere to that we we know your adrenaline's pumped up during the race times but when you get off the track you gotta reel it back in and uh, go ahead and do the speed limit I feel like you're taking a shot at me <laughs> Craig. Oh no, 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 I'm not talking about you, but uh, uh I got in that, trouble. You know, me too, me yeah, too. I've I done it too. Trouble. Yeah, I took the aerial Adam out. I took some people on a ride and I couldn't help myself and I totally got in trouble by the staff and I felt bad so yeah yeah and plus you are we've all done it though that's the thing it's like we're not here sitting here acting like we're saints you know we 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 right but we're just trying to protect our our interest for you guys 
You guys have to remember that no money is made by us. All these shows are for your enjoyment. So, I mean, it doesn't make it worth our while to get in trouble or get yelled at for you guys not listening to some simple rules. But we want to do this for you, but we want to make sure that we're not going to take the blunt of it for you because you can do a burnout or a race through the place and drive off and be gone. And you know they're going to yell at somebody, so it's going to be this handsome young gentleman or this yeah. crabby old guy here. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you are very uh, handsome. Thank you. Back to, uh, to uh, Grant, uh, since really this is a, gr a Grant video, we can finish up with the rest of our soapbox at the end of the show. Yeah, man. Uh, I just wanted to throw that in there because um, yeah, I I, I, it I, kind I, of affects I, Grant as well. I mean, he wants the track to be open to. AirPods, AirPods 2, no hashtag, you suck. Can't keep them <laughs> in my ears. Not sponsored by Apple. No. No, we have no sponsorships. We are we're lone wolves. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When you're the boss, you can't get fired, right? Um, right. That's beautiful. <laughs> Especially uh, nobody pays you for it. Yeah. But back to Grant. Go on, Craig. You have some questions for Oh him? yeah. Yeah, I have I have I have a couple of questions for Grant. So uh basically And I'll be right back. I'm sorry to interrupt. That's right. right how many Grant, how many tracks are you going to be at the, uh, in the UK? How many different tracks are there that uh you'll be visiting? Uh there are well for the full season there were I believe eight tracks. Um I believe we will be running four this because they they cut the season in half right of course um, so it's kind of sad but at least i'll be back out on track yeah that's the important thing is to get you back out there to get you some wins and but i'm i'm really looking forward to it uh what what can you can you tell some of the some of the tracks over there that you'll be hitting uh for me being a a motorcycle guy i've always heard such great things about the isle of man I've always wanted to see the Isle of Man. Uh, um, that's probably not probably not somewhere you'll be going. No. I, uh, I believe we will do Brands Hatch, Silverstone, uh, Snedderton, and I believe a track called Croft. I've always uh, I've always enjoyed Brand Hatch on all of my my racing games, but what a what a great track that is! So, with your racing, is it a lot like other uh, like uh, like NASCAR and stuff like that? Are there a lot of pitting times for you? Uh, tire changes? Uh, how long? Uh, let's start with that. Uh, how many? How many on a hard hard race? Uh, you know, you know, best track. You know the ideal tracks of how long does a set of tires usually last you? Um, it sort of depends on you know how long can you make it last. It's a uh, it's a really hard to say because some for some drivers and also the way you have the car set up the uh, the front tires can go away very quickly. And, brakes too. Uh, the brakes. It, you just don't want to use the brakes too much and you'll be fine. We don't pit at all. It's just a, it's a complete all out sprint race. So basically if you come through with a tire that's bald at the end, you come through with the tire that's bald at the end. Yeah. But for a F4, you get three sets of tires for the weekend. I'm pretty sure. And 
you know, you can change those out whenever I believe. Yeah, but you, know, you can only do, you can change that eight times you want up to three times. But uh, for for the race, there there you don't change tires unless you know maybe you get a flat tire. Um, I didn't realize you guys didn't pit. That's no, crazy. we just you just run as as hard as you can. So your fuel tank's obviously big enough to make a forty-five minute race. Yes. Yeah, yeah so there's no. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> I know it's a small fuel cell. I think it looked like a three to five gallon. Yeah. I mean, when, when, I, when I looked at the car over there at DC, it, yes. it, was, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a large tank. It, it was about the size of a large motorcycle tank. So, and it is a four cylinder. And you were saying that car was naturally, naturally aspirated. Yes, it's naturally aspirated. So, so it wasn't it running off a motorcycle engine, or was it, it was running off? No, it was running off a four-cylinder Honda. Yes. Yes, yeah. I remember um, that. Oh, while yeah. I was at a uh, Coda in February, there was an, a Formula Three car that actually blew a turbo right in front of me in a, one of the practice sessions. Oh, the smoke came out. Yeah, it was in like crazy to see. Yeah, I bet, man. That's that's. Uh, I've seen cars going down the road where you know it's like an Audi A4 or something. And it's just billowing smoke out of the back. That's insane. I was looking at some uh, F4 news here. Um, it looks like. Uh, let's see. Have they set an official date when they're gonna actually start this whole thing back up, like the actual series? Right now, we're mo- we're more focused on the uh, 1600 racing instead of the F4. Yeah, got you. Um, because you know that's what we're we are tied into right now yeah so to take this a step further i guess i have to ask you what's the logical next step for you in your career is it is it f f3 is that how it goes Uh, it would be f3 if we can raise the sponsorship money well sure no 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 yeah i know i understand it's tough but i'm just saying like for one i believe you you're gonna make it right so i mean we believe in you so what is what is the logical next step for for someone you know Assuming that everything goes right, which you probably will, because um, you're an amazing young man, so, is it F three that you go for? Do you do? You, is there is something so in between, or there's F three or USF two thousand, okay. and from there you go on to um, Indy Lights or Formula Two, and then Formula Two. So what's the difference between Formula One and or Formula? three and formula two because you said so it was the biggest difference between uh two and three is a turbo so you get more power right i guess uh, the cars so two and three i believe they both have turbos four has no uh, turbo um i i'm i don't know all the whole rule book of uh formula three sure. they're just much faster two, right? formula two, but the uh the cars are faster <laughs> Yeah, and they this had is USF wings 2000. And, so these USF 2000 cars look longer. And they had wings and stuff too, don't they? Uh, they'll yeah, make more downforce, yes. Not more yeah, wings, but I, just more aero. Right. Well, like if you look at the 1600 series, he has very little wing. Sure. It's it's basically like he's driving an upside down canoe with a really fast motor. <laughs> you know, that's why it looks to me. That's why. Because there's really not a lot of you, you. Would you agree to this, Grant? There's really not a lot of 
downforce. I mean, you've got two small uh, downforce wings up front. Uh, I don't really – yours didn't really have one up up behind it, did it? Uh, over your, over your front, head? The front and rear wing are single plane. So and both like, towards um, Like on the Formula 2 car, if you look really closely – you can see multiple elements on it. So you can see the main right. plane. And then there's two, I think, two more elements where that generate downforce on the front wing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at these F2 cars right now, and I can barely tell the difference between F2 and F1. I mean, these cars are crazy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So the F2 cars are bonkers, man. That's right now, my uh, my current goal is wow, to go some... F3 or USF 2000, Indy Lights, yeah. and then Indy Car. So oh. 2000. Really? So, you, so, two... so in, in, Indy is kind of like your... your yes. uh, uh, Indy is where I want to be, um, especially since, you know, F1, you do need a lot of money and a lot of connections to make it up there. Unbelievable. Um, and money, it's actually. also... Um, I want to run the Indy 500 one day, so uh, you don't have to run IndyCar to run the Indy 500. We've seen Alonzo do it uh, before. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just jumped in the car and went, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he has a lot of talent. Uh, yeah, that guy's um, an amazing driver. But I kind of want to follow in the footsteps of Joseph Newgarden and Oliver Askew to to toward Is IndyCar. Name Joseph Alpgarden? <laughs> uh, Joseph Joseph <laughs> Newgarden. Uh I've done a couple I've done a little bit of karting with his uh with his dad at Gateway. Oh really? You have? He's been yeah. here. He's uh he's really cool to hang out with. Oh, this I've seen this car. I've seen this car. Yes. Joseph was actually the last year's IndyCar champion. That's fantastic. Wow, that's a be- that's a beautiful car. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. So, what do you, what do you, what do you, where would you like to see yourself in the next year? Next year, um, hopefully, Formula Three or USF two thousand. Awesome. So, it's two thousand. It's two thousand. Just an upgrade of the sixteen hundred card series, or does it go up into like the F three series style? So, they're sort of, from what I've heard, is that they're similar toward f3 it's just usf is more like the indie car style and they're also a part of the road to indie all right so that's kind of where i want to be on the road to indie next year that's awesome that's man. Awesome. We're, we're, we're really really excited for you thank you well, and then you know if i if i do make it to uh USF 2000 and we raise the sponsorship and then we keep raising money for me to get to IndyCar, you know, we'll be at gateway every year racing. So hometown, you'll be back home track. Be it'll back. be here. And I would get to hang out at the, uh, like with you guys at yeah. the track. That would be, be great. Cool. We're going to be there to support you. We're going to be there to see your races. We're really excited for you. Um, and, and we want to thank you for coming on here and like talking to us. Um, oh, this thank is, you for having this, me on here. Yeah, this has been yeah. so cool. And before we let you go, you know, I kind of want to plug, plug your merch here. Uh, I know you guys have, uh, let's see if I can pull this up. 
you guys have a really cool spread shop and people are gonna I know people are gonna be in the comments like where the hell or where the heck is your uh your merch store because we've been trying to get something going for a while now and we do have something in the works so everyone needs to realize that but your store is awesome yeah like this so hoodie here you, uh, i want this hoodie <laughs> that is so awesome for the people listening if you buy some of the merchandise and you take a picture with it and you post it on social media and you tag me we will send you a um, like a mask that I wear under my helmet that has my logo embroidered on it. Well, that's fantastic. Oh, wow. And you're, and you're at Grant Palmer racing on everything. Uh, yes. Grant Palmer cool. racing on Instagram. If you, if you Google it, it's going to say gap GAP three zero three five, but I recently yeah. changed it because that's what I use for when I'm playing video games. Yeah, <laughs> if they if they want to get the prize, they're gonna have to find it. So, but that's we'll put all the links in the description, guys. Um, but you guys did a also, really good job designing your merchandise. Oh, uh, I really like it. Um, I would like to tell everyone out there that you know, it's not often that we get uh, a situation like this where we have an up and coming you know race car driver like Grant and a great uh, you know team and and team leader like Tony uh, you know, here in the area and, and you have just like, you know, you should support local business. You should definitely support your local race teams. So, you know, we interviewed Cooper Autoworks. We're all in. We love that. We love them. We can't wait to go down and watch them race. And we can't wait to watch you race here at gateway. So we're really excited. Uh, make sure you guys follow Grant on everything. He posts a lot of cool content and I'm sure, you know, Grant, right. As you go into Europe and you start racing there, you'll be producing a lot more content uh, videos yes, totally. here and there for your social media. So excited to see that. Um, we're, we're kind of, you know, sad to see you go, but at the same time, it's, it's just bittersweet because we know that so you're really going places. The, uh, the races will be streamed. Uh, I'll have to find the link. I'll post it on social media. But well, send me also, the links too. I'd love to, I'd love to share them. Also, for other people listening, uh, Underground Carbon makes really great phone cases, and they actually uh, have they got my logo on their phone case, and they're carbon yeah. fiber phone cases. And yeah, we also, really, we also. They're high quality. They're even cars and coffee phone cases that they yes. have. You can get them at any, any logo you want. You have to get a hold of Jordan Butler, Underground Carbon, a good friend of all of ours, and not only do they do uh, carbon fiber, they do leather, they do uh, all kinds of stuff. They can engrave laptops, ink pens, all kinds of other stuff. Uh, I'll help you out with that. Shout out to them because uh, Jordan's a good friend of mine. Yeah, absolutely. We have, um, I'll pull up their site here. Uh, we'll have, I think he's still working on the uh, iPhone 11 cases because I've been waiting on mine, but he can, you know, he started this really cool business where he can, uh, you know, make you a custom phone case. So there's the cars and coffee one there you can see. Um, and yeah, so that, you know, get grants logo if you want to support them, you know, uh, that's a great way to show support to your local race team. And I know you guys also have a lot of super, super cool merchandise. So I think we're going to, we're going to, let you guys go. You know, I, I really appreciate you coming in here. I know we did this late. It's like, it's like 11 o'clock. These guys yeah. are awesome. Um, is it 11 o'clock? <laughs> really? God. Yeah. He needs to get some sleep, but um, yeah, this I'll, was really I'll cool. I'll be I up hope all night on it. the uh, iRacing 
That's right, man. And you know what? I'll be up all night on Forza, but don't tell anybody that. And I'll be, <laughs> I'll be uh, practicing for Gateway. So remember, 29th through the 31st, I'll be at Gateway Racing. We'll make sure to put that link I'm up so on the bad. video. So we can, uh, we can, we'll put up that date for you on the, on the video so people know about that. I'm sure Ben's magic can get things done somehow. Uh, we love you guys both. Tony, you talk way too much, sir. Uh, yeah tony nice quiet to down you, man just here here yeah we're, we're glad you were here just in spirit if nothing else well thanks for having me guys uh we really appreciate the opportunity to uh, always hang out with cars and coffee with craig and with ben and uh looking forward to supporting the things that you guys do um looking forward to food drive later on this year um and so again thank you guys for everything we appreciate it and uh well, wish you guys have a great day Awesome, guys. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you. It was so it was great talking to them. So now, you know, the, the cool thing about doing this podcast is now we're able to, you know, bring people in for half the show. And now we can continue to kind of, you know, talk about other things. And one of the things right. we need to talk about is JML. Oh, <laughs> JML Audio. JML Audio. Our, boys, our boy, Josh, at uh, JML Audio. He um, has been working with us to create ear savers for um, first responders, for people on the front line, and then he made custom engraved cars and coffee ones for um, for all of you guys. So I believe there's like 100, maybe 200 left, maybe even less than that. You can have up to five uh, for your household. I'll put a link in the description of the podcast. You can reserve, reserve your – God, I can't talk reserve yours and then um you'll be able to go pick them up at the shop and he'll give you like a little short tour i believe either craig or i will be there too so you can kind of say hello to us um but the most important thing is and like craig showing you we have these ear savers i'll kind of show you how they work so um you can see the how they're engraved so they have these notches here so when you normally wear a mask and you know some of you guys might not wear a mask maybe you don't take it seriously that's okay just kind of be you know understand that other people do have to wear them while they're working so you see how craig there is instead of wrapping it around his ears he's wrapping it around the ear saver so that allows you to not only adjust how tight it is but also it relieves all of the pressure from behind your ear, which eventually like, you know, these, these doctors, the first, you know, time we realized this, we saw pictures of doctors and just anyone who's wearing a mask for a long period of time. And literally there's rub their skin raw behind their ear. It's an awful thing. And right? on their face. And on their face. Yeah. You've seen them with around their nose. It, it's awful. And Josh also has uh, created, and I'll pull up some pictures here. He created like 2000 face shields, which is really, really cool. Um, he actually, I mean, Josh is, he, the dude's a genius, <laughs> the way that he did these. He started with just a few, like just rubber and acrylic. And he somehow figured out a way to make this like, um, the same way, like a bow and arrow works, you know, like he created this face shield. It's absolutely incredible. I, I, I have nothing but respect for that man. Um, and he's, he's been distributing, distributing them out to, all our uh, you know people on the front line and it's just so cool so i'll pull oh i'm on my i'm on a different computer so i can't but oh i know where they're at they're on the they're on instagram but um 
Yeah, it's so cool. But the great so thing is, is uh, he's done this of no charge. Yeah, they're free. They're free. And we so we have 500 of these with, yeah. you know, the Cars and Coffee logo on there, right? And you can um, pick one up for free from Josh, up to five for your household. Uh, they last forever. And, um, and they're made of high acrylic. They're easy. You'd love to have you come by and see them, but please, please, please make sure that you make a reservation, that you fill out the little form or whatever. Do we have a form? So that's what I was going to get into. So I created it. So, so the way that this works is you kind of have to reserve them first. Obviously, if it was just like first come, first, first come, first serve and everyone swarm there, it wouldn't work. Um, so what you do is you submit a request with the form that I built and I will show you how to get to that right now. Share screen. And we will go here. Craig, can you see my screen? Oh, and, for people that, and for the people that um, for the people that are just listening on audio, all you need to get, do is go to our Facebook, and you can go down to one of our recent posts here, which is our uh, newsletter. So we're doing a monthly newsletter instead of a weekly one because there's not much going on. Um, but you'll see it's called the monthly motor and it's the first, the, the most recent one we posted. Can you see this, Craig? Yes. Cool. I'm just making yeah. sure. All right. So on yeah. here you can see, we kind of do a little bit of an explanation. You can see how it fits on the back of your head. Um, and then there is a little green button you can click here, which opens up a form, uh, that you can then fill out. So it does a little explanation. You hit start, you fill in your name. So if you like John Doe next example at email.com so he needs your email so he can send you a thing um an email and then you would put in a phone number because he needs to send you a text and then you pick how many ear savers you want i'll say five you hit next and then you just tell us how you heard about it right so cnc newsletter and you'd hit submit and then it'll give you the information about how you can pick it up we made it super easy for you guys um and it's just it's just an incredible thing he's doing. If you can see some of these pictures here, this man has created so many face shields for first responders. And you can see in this uh, area here, I can annotate real quick. So see this? Oh, shoot. Yes, this. sir. Well, hold on. Agenda. It won't let me draw. Anyway, you can go through here uh, uh, into our newsletter and see all these pictures. Here's the face shields that he made. Um, you can see his workshop, how organized everything is. It's incredible. Here's the machine he uses to um, actually cut these suckers out. And in his, his workshop, you could eat off the floors. And it's beautiful. And he's got the face shields just lined up everywhere. So really cool stuff. Shout out to Josh. If you ever need... Um, you know, shameless plug. If you guys ever need audio, uh, Jamo audio. I mean, this guy, this guy is probably the best, one of the best in the country. And I'm not just saying that like, and I didn't realize that until I went to his shop and then it's unbelievable what this man can do. It's, but, but bring your wallet because with perfection <laughs> comes cost. So that's right. Well, you, you get know. what you pay for. Right. And his prices are fair. So, um, very cool stuff. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. I wish we could do more. I, I really want to start pumping these things out. We'll get more guests on board. Uh, we still have yet to do the podcast where we, me and Craig talk about how we met. And that is such a fun story. And the whole 
the whole story about how Cars and Coffee started and the little things that have had to, had to have happened in consecutive order for everything to work out the way that it did. It's just unbelievable. And um, it's really cool for me to look back and see it. And I'm a really big believer in the law of attraction. And, and I think Craig was kind of attracted into my life. Uh, we both were. And we make a great team. And I couldn't be you know, happier to see him today because it's been a while. This quarantine is really killing, killing him and his family. Um, they're, you know, if, if you haven't seen him out and, you know, being himself lately, it's just because it's just rough, you know, when you have kids and you're stuck at home and, and, you know, you're not used to doing the things that you're, you know, that you normally do. It just, it takes a toll on your mental health. Right. So, you know, cut him a break, you know, you can, you can still poke fun at him. I, I still poke fun. Oh at yeah. Him. So I, I, I love you guys. Just look at him. <laughs> I love you guys very much. It's been really rough on us. Uh, my wife graduated yesterday. Yeah, congratulations, uh, fourth Crystal. Degree, fourth degree, never got to walk down the carpet once, so she's heartbroken. All right, uh, yeah, we thank you guys for all your support. We love you very much. I have nothing more to say tonight. We hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast with my with my always lovely best friend Ben. We hope that uh, we hope that you stick with us. We're here for you. Uh, Cards and coffee loves you, and uh, we'll see you soon.